0: good morning good morning mark rogers here and uh hope (laughs) i love that little intro huh little welcome to the two-room schoolhouse it's uh it's always a pleasure to come here weekly and um share some things here some may ask what in the world is the two-room schoolhouse well you know life is full of learning is it not and uh when we're in our working years we are looking to, you know, build or figure out how to do our mortgage. And, you know how to advance our career, keep that income coming in, and putting kids through college. Maybe some vacation time we want to squeeze in there, and and um, try to save for the future, right? Try to save for the retirement and such like that. And um, that's the first class in the schoolroom. Um, the second class in the schoolroom is also very important. This is those that are heading into their early 60s to mid-60s. A lot of different things that they don't even know about. Two de- two decisions. Two decisions they have to make of Social Security and Medicare. Brand new topics. And then there's a lot of other topics they don't even know about. And so we disclose all that here in the second class of the schoolroom. And a lot of risks that uh, decisions have to be made in our 60s. Otherwise, we end up having regrets in our in our 80s it's very apparent when you work with those that are in their 80s the regrets that they have that they wish they would have made and they didn't they didn't know about it maybe in all fairness so those are things that we do here at the two-room schoolhouse is uh teach in both classes and kind of heavy on the on the first class but uh i'm sorry on the second class but um It's one of those things that uh, it's just a pleasure to come every week here. So let's talk about the agenda. We also have a, you know, a show and tell, weekly show and tell going on here. We review these problems, we take up these problems. And so some of these, uh, some of the three things on the agenda right now is number one, securing our income while we're working. So in that first classroom is is looking at how to secure our income. We're going to talk a little bit about that. May is Disability Income Awareness Month. So I thought, well, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that if we can. And then uh, secondly is uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about its income taxes have uh, come and gone. I hope you got your income taxes in on um, in timely man. I'm gonna show how income taxes are gonna go up possibly for retirees. That's our topic number two. And then uh, thirdly is, uh, there's some final frustrations for the family, final frustrations for the family. And so that's going to be um, a little bit that we're going to talk about there as well. And uh, let me just quickly plug in my chalkboard, my virtual chalkboard, so that we can get that to happen. So let's first take take off and jump into the the piece here for Disability Insurance Month. I had a story here, I'm gonna try to run this here. Um, Let's get this over here and let's see if we can play. Let's play, let's play this here. Um, And we're going to play
1: I just always loved the feeling and the sensation of running. I'd be out on the road for a run and my toes would start restricting. It didn't take the doctor very long at all to say, Scott, you have um, Parkinson's disease. And I remember I stepped outside on the sidewalk with Kelly and um, I cried. And I knew right then that my life was going to change forever. What I loved so much was taken away from me One of the biggest ways is the loss of my career. Before Parkinson's disease, I worked for 30 years as a financial advisor to individuals and small business owners. Ultimately, it became very clear that I couldn't continue to work. I understood early on that my income was my most valuable asset, and I wanted to protect it through disability insurance. It's expensive to live, and those bills just keep coming. And without disability insurance, I don't think I could have afforded for my daughter's wedding, and I wouldn't have money saved for retirement. My disability insurance was a combination of insurance provided through my employer, but I realized that that alone wasn't going to be enough, so I acquired individual disability insurance. Having Parkinson's disease changes life enough, but disability insurance makes it as close to normal as possible. I'm so incredibly grateful that my income continues and makes life possible for my family. It would look so different without disability insurance.
0: Well, I hope that 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 was helpful because you know disability. Many people are rolling through life in their income-generating years and don't have any understanding of what, how fast a disability can happen to us. And so I wanted to illustrate um, a little simple thing. I'm going to go to the chalkboard here for a second here. And um, I want to share uh, I'm going to share uh, something here. I mean to have <laughs> It's one of those things that disability income, is a big, big deal. And we gotta make sure that we we take care of our income uh, in retirement, all right? So let's just take a peek here and um, take a, uh, boy, you know, you get all these ads that come up and such like that. It's always a good time, right? Um, So it's, uh, there we go. So let's uh, show this over here. And so, yeah, righty. So that's, uh, let's go ahead and, well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to bag on that for a moment. I thought that was going to work And it's not going to work. Maybe I can run a whiteboard over here. I'm I'm looking for a whiteboard is what I'm looking for. And I wish that the software had a whiteboard over here, but we're not going to do that. So basically going back to um, you can draw this on your paper, right? So any good good teacher, you should be able to draw things on your paper. And you can uh, basically take a draw line down the middle and put uh, job A on the left-hand side, job A, and then uh, go ahead and do job B on the right-hand side. And let's just say on the left-hand side, you're making $100,000. And in that $100,000, you know, uh, at the end of the year, you know, you you get $100,000, every every year. However, if you have a disability, you get nothing. That's job A. And then over on job B, on the right-hand side of the column, go ahead and put in that $100,000. But to protect the income, you have to have a disability insurance plan. And let's say that plan costs us $3,000 a year. And so now you're gonna get $97,000 every year uh, because you're paying for that disability policy. But should you have a disability down the road, you know, you have a situation, you should be able to have some kind of income coming in. You may have $80,000 of income coming in because of that disability policy. That is an important thing, that job B on the right-hand side is all about creating that income stream so if you have a disability, you're able to continue on to keep working. So this is a little, there's your little Ben Franklin thing, I think it is, Ben Franklin, where you're able to go ahead and, um, and realize that there is, there is the ability to create that income that is going to continue to uh, play out no matter, no matter what is going on, you're able to have that income coming in, all right? So I'm hoping that that helps a little bit in terms of income, disability income. I'm gonna have an offer here at the end here. I do have people asking me for quotes right now as to how to protect their income. They realize very quickly that if they have a problem, well, these folks are self-employed, right? And I'm self-employed and it's like if we don't work because of a health problem, we need to have income coming in, all right? So those are, those are some nice considerations there and it's real simple to look at disability income as a piece to help continue our income should we have a disability problem. By the way, disability problems, a lot of them are cognitive and skeletal um, it's, it's, it's something else. You saw that video there with Parkinson's, with that advisor. Uh, that is uh, an incredible story because he's got that disability. And I'm working with clients right now that have a disability. Um, and it's an important thing in their play because they have had to stop work because of uh, the disability, all right? So that is on how to protect our income. When we have a uh, a disability problem in our working years, all right, okay. Let's move on to topic number two. Let's throw a little. Oh, look at that. Do we have any more? Oh, we have any? <laughs> let's see here. That that's uh, going on there. Let's jump over into our uh, our our piece here with surprise income taxes. Okay, surprise income taxes. Let's take a peek here at what that would look like. Alrighty, so let's get this thing to uh, shrink up just a little bit here. And um, this is a retirement uh, income software that I use and I wanted to illustrate a situation where retirees find themselves in a very much a surprise situation i have steve and sally steve and sally are basically 68 and 66 respectively here all right and they do have they do have some um some uh, social security kicking on right now and they also have a little pension social security uh around three thousand a little bit three thousand dollars on his and uh Little uh, $1,500 on hers and a little pension going on as well in their assets, why their assets, they've got, you know, roughly eight hundred thousand two seventy five, roughly about a million, million dollars worth of, of IRA money, all right? And um, this is a typical situation where, you know, where we find ourselves in retirement, we've got our IRA money sitting there, and we are looking at figuring out um, how are we going to turn on income. Right, that's our number one thing. They got expenses, and let's just say their expenses are running, oh, say five thousand a month. Uh, I did not detail it out. Normally, I do like to detail it out, but there's five thousand a month. All right, let's find out where these surprise income taxes in, shall we? Let's just take a peek here and see what that looks like. All right, so we see there in a, in a summary, we got their pension, his pension coming in 900 bucks a month, Total Social Security, got both Social Security turned on 4,500, all right? That's the typical cash flow right there. Let's jump over into taxes. righty. so in 2023, I know the numbers might look a little, a little tiny here, but we should be able to do something here. In 2023, we see on the right hand side their income taxes, and this is very interesting. Their income taxes, the pension is sitting there at $7,200. alright right. They've got some interest from their savings. All right. Gross income $8,400. How can that be? They've got Social Security turned on. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the that's how see this taxable Social security. It is zero. It is zero. They're getting their social Security's all turned on, but they have a zero taxable Social security. They get deductions of thirty thousand dollars. so they have no federal income tax at sixty eight sixty six in their situation. Now, remember that million dollars of of tax qualified accounts, their IRAs? Let's go ahead and just jump on my head here. Let's just make Steve and Sally a little older. Let's drive them down the road. 2023, let's drive them down to 2028. Whoa, look at that. If federal income taxes stay the same, they're going to jump into this bracket here of the 12%, everything else being the same they're gonna drive up there. Why is that? It's because of RMDs, required minimum distributions. Those are happening, all right? And so now if we look over here, taxable Social Security, now their Social Security is getting taxed. What a shame, their Social Security is getting taxed. And they got that pension going on, but you get that other income, $38,000 of that RMD stuff coming in. So now we have taxable income of 61,000 within just four or five years, not doing anything different, not doing anything different. They have jumped up into the brackets because of their RMDs, all right? Very, very, and it's a surprise, right? It's a big, big surprise that that goes on. So let's jump them ahead here a little bit further here. Let's turn on her, her RMDs as well. 2023 20, 20 uh 32 so we're just going to jump it ahead 11 years or so they have just hurled into the next tax bracket with her RMDs turned on. We're going to look at that in just a moment here. But you can see here that now their Social Security is taxable, probably to the max here. I can dive into that. 85% of Social Security income can be taxable. And so now we find ourselves gross income, not doing anything different, and we find their gross income now on $139,000 of income. That's the, of taxable income, that is, right? So Security, pension continues on, interest is continuing on, RMDs are all kicked on, and now we have taxable income of $108,000. Now they're subject to $14,000 of federal taxes, and you can see they just bump de de bump bump they just bumped up the tax brackets. And this folks is something that they have not done anything different. Secondly, the IRS has not changed the IRX tax codes and we are we expecting tax codes to be changing here in uh, in a couple of years. And so they have jumped up the tax brackets without doing anything different. Let's jump over into retirement here for just a second here. Let's take a peek at their RMDs and you can see here that their rmds start turning on and with that with that money that he's got in there the both of them got in there why thirty three thousand dollars has got to be pulled out 2028 we got thirty five thousand dollars forty nine thousand dollars of rmd money being taken out what an unbelievable amount of of things there. and you can see here there's a column in here where it says forced withdrawals and so they are living well within their means, right? They're living well within their means, and yet they're being forced to take the money out. And by being forced to take the money out with those RMDs, they are now finding themselves jumping up into tax brackets, taking another $49,000 of income here in a few years, and that's all driving their taxes up on their social security, driving the taxes up on their social security. What a crazy, crazy world, that's the surprise that people are finding themselves in as they head into their retirement years, okay? So let's just jump over there one more time and uh, look at that to see that that is where their taxes are sitting. And so we are, what else can you say, right? What else can we say? Let's just close that up here. And, uh, you know, we can always look at their cumulative taxes way down below here where, you know, everything you can see here that they're, they're, they're jumping up in the tax brackets merely because of those RMDs that are, that are going on. Of course, we want to look at their cumulative taxes. You can see here that, as co- of course, comes come, time comes on. They're just making a modest return on their investments, 5% or something, right? You can see that the cumulative taxes continue to climb up. All right. So that's something to, to note. That is something to note that, um, Very, very, very real for folks when they turn their RMDs on. The IRS wants that money. They force that money out. And because of that, income taxes are going up. All right? Okay, so there's surprise number two. There's your homework. If you'd like to know more about how your RMDs are gonna force your taxes up, well, we can have that conversation, do some little homework (laughs) after the class, shall we? Okay, so let's jump into um, let's jump into another topic number three, what I call final frustrations final frustrations. Let's take a peek here at the final frustration. This comes out of The Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal brought this out here this last week and I wanted to share with you what what some people are actually finding out is they are the family when you've passed away. The family has now gotten frustrated, and there's a reason for this. And basically, it is something called dying without a will, right? And it's it's an amazing, amazing thing here, dying without a will. There's a lot of people that don't have a will in place, and I'd like to look at that here for just a second here. Um, this happen, happens up, again, the Wall Street Journal is reporting on this this last week here, where um, we see here, despite having potentially de- devastating consequence of the heirs, millions of Americans still haven't written a will. While the total wealth of households has tripled over the last three decades, according to the Congressional Budget Office, fifty-four percent of Americans told Gallup they didn't have a will in twenty twenty-one. Again, this is being repeated by the. This is being reported by the Wall Street Journal here on May 2nd, yesterday. Um, And so even the wealthy put off estate planning, one in five Americans with investable assets of one million or more don't have a will. Think about that. One in five Americans that have assets over a million dollars, 20% don't have a will, amazing. If you die without a will, it says, a range of state laws dictate who gets your assets and your loved ones may get nothing. They might get kicked out of the family house and could face hefty surprise tax bills. Uh, they, they mentioned a couple here. John Powers of Auburn, Washington, was a living partner of 18 years. Christina Lewis had an appointment with an estate law- lawyer to drop wills last November, but she died in a horseback riding accident, at age 64, the weekend before going to see the attorney. Isn't that something? The consequence of dying without a will, the legal term is intestate. Intestate's that word. Come down to where you live. So, uh, what Mrs. Lewis, Ms. Lewis might have written her will didn't matter. Instead, Washington State's intestacy laws decided. You know, I live in Washington State. We're broadcasting here out of Washington State. So there you go. Washington State in this situation is going to take matters, decide on the matters. While grieving, Mr. Power, 62, had to get Ms. Lewis' sons who live in England to sign off, so he could be appointed by the local probate court to administer her estate. Isn't that something? So you got to sign off and get the probate court to, it's an amazing process without a will. He said he said she wanted him to have the $600,000 house and Volkswagen they bought together, but, but her son-in-laws were entitled to 50% interest, so he had to buy them out to keep his home and car. Isn't that something? Look at this little graph here. Percentage of Americans who don't have a will by race, ethnicity, and age. So we have this 18, 29-year-old. 80% of these folks, the younger folks, don't have wills. And as we move up, look at it, 47% of these folks, 50 to 64, don't have a will. And then those in retirement, 24%, 24% uh, of folks in, in in retirement, 65 plus, don't have wills. It's time to get a will, folks. Um, you know Anyway, the, the article goes on to go through the consequences of having a a will or not and not having a will and so that's why i say if you are don't have a will don't let the state don't let the state um don't let the state decide that for you right uh your family should be deciding what goes on and so it's a very important thing to see something so simple to have a will it You know, and so I I have a solution for that, real simple solution, very affordable solution for that as well. So, well, let's just talk about that here in as we wrap up the uh, thing. And by the way, if you have uh, insurance policy questions, I'm able to answer those. You can drop them in the thing. You can send me a private message or whatever. Anything on life insurance, disability insurance, um, long-term care policies, annuity policies, Medicare policies. You know, you know, just reviewing policies is a big deal because oftentimes things are going on and we don't recognize that, huh, life has changed. Family members have moved on, come in, health is down, health is up, laws have changed. So much is going on. And so I certainly say, that, you know, if you've got a policy and you'd like to have it looked at and have a question on it. Let's figure out how to do that. All right. Really, really simple to do that. And so those are the policies there. I'm licensed for 20 years doing, looking at policies and uh, the language is everything. And so that's the big deal there as we, as we roll out, always feel free to pop me a question on that. Okay. So let's roll out of here. And I got um, a couple different, a couple different offers here that we can, we can roll in here. I just wanted to, to share um we have um coming on down into this here is uh <clears throat> well let's 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 see if we can't get ourselves let's well let's let's see how we can do this here always it's always fun to run run on the run on the fly here so give me a second here holy moly 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 holy moly let's do this here let's put me back on here let's do this let's just do a quick little aroo here um so what are the three different offers let's uh this is the do-it-yourselfer side of things homework number one homework number one if you want a disability quote let me know happy to help happy to help disability ticks is really simple really easy to do and um um give me you know i ask a few questions and then figure out how do we guarantee our income if you're working right now how do we guarantee our income, all right? So I'm all about making sure you got the information in front of you as to how to guarantee. Remember, income pays the groceries, whether you're working or in your retirement, income pays the groceries, remember that. All right, moving on here. Number two is if you want an income plan, I showed you a brief overview of looking at income taxes. This income plan is very simple, put it together in about 30 minutes and you're able to see exactly in your, you get to have in your uh, own hands, a lot of different scenarios, a lot of different scenarios. It'll show you a perfect world scenario. You both live to 95, 100 years old with a set amount of rate. Do you run out of money is your number one thing there. The other thing is, is, you know, if a spouse passes away, what happens? Where's the income cliff that happens? Number three, it tells how much you're gonna pay the IRS. If we're in the current rates right now, what is gonna happen if rates go up? We suspect rates go up, how much are you gonna pay the IRS, okay? What if you have a long-term care problem? How does that affect you? We just this is plan it out, stress it out on paper, all right? So then we also have another thing is a social security report as well. Very simple, very simple report, but social security needs to be planned if you're a couple. Social security has to be planned together, has to be planned together. And so those are three different offers Offers there. You're welcome to drop that in there. Happy to share that because we need to know, you gotta be learning, right? You gotta be learning in order to keep retirement secure and control, whether you're in your working years or in your retirement years, learning is everything. And so doing a little homework assignments is a big deal. And so with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign on off here. It's been a pleasure seeing you one more Wednesday in the after-class session. We'd like to show problems, and we'll also show you how to do it Do it yourself, right? Do it yourself. And so with that, Mark Rogers signing off, and we'll see you next time. Pop me any questions we need to answer, and we'll be back hopefully next Wednesday here in this beautiful, beautiful spring uh, that we're enjoying here. Have a great week.